0: Hi everyone, welcome to The Artistic Bent, where we talk to artists, musicians, writers and other creative people about their life, passions and motivations. We talk about the highs and lows of making a living in the creative arts and offer advice for those starting their journey. We offer reviews of music, books and movies in our Check It Out segment and we also keep listeners apprised of local music, arts and literary events occurring in New South Wales, Australia. Welcome to The Artistic Bent, on with the show. My guest today is Ainsley Bullingham. She's an amazing artist and a personal friend, and has just recently gone full-time as a professional artist. Welcome Ainsley. Hi Dougie. Ainsley, who are you as a person?
1: Well, I guess I'm a bit of a child, as you know. (laughs) I... I'm a mother, but I think like my kids and I we're on the same level as each other because we're I'm so into you know the kids stuff which you can see in my artworks. Yeah, since I was a kid, I've just loved to draw, and that's been my whole life. So I guess I am an artist. I'm a Capricorn, so I will be immature for the rest of my life.
0: Who is Ainsley? Is an artist.
1: Uh, the same thing, really. So just. Loving my inner child, um, really connecting with my inner child at the moment actually. So uh, I think, you know, as you grow older you want to become more mature and you want to fit in with the norm and everything and I had to actually accept the fact that I wasn't going to fit in with the norm and I was going to have to just connect with my inner child I suppose and be able to do my best work through that.
0: So you are an inner child as an artist? I
1: certainly am.
0: Have you always been artistic?
1: Yeah, I I don't remember a time when I didn't draw. Or I didn't love doing that as my pastime. There were a couple of years where I suffered a bit of depression and I was in a bit of a funny place in my life and I thought I lost my, my artistic um, passions for a while but then I realised they were in there. It was just a bit of digging down and getting them back out again.
0: What is your favourite medium to work with?
1: I love working with watercolours and I also love working with digital art. So I use Procreate which is an Aussie brand, um, an Aussie program made in Tasmania and it's actually world famous now because it's so good to work with. So it's very intuitive. I learned digital art on that app. So I've been doing digital art for about two years now but mostly it was watercolours and pencil before that.
0: What other mediums do you use?
1: I use coloured pencils and I use just ink. I like to incorporate ink with the watercolour work as well because I find it has a really beautiful line to it. And I'm sort of trying to learn how to use Illustrator at the moment. So Adobe is a bit hard. It's a bit um, involved to learn, but that's what I'm sort of trying to work with at the moment as well.
0: The work that I've seen you do is more in the sort of fantasy, mythological type realm Would you say that's your sort of favourite area to work in?
1: Absolutely. Fantasy and mythology has been a big part of my life since I was very young. I used to pretend I had a Pegasus when I was, you know, five years old and it could take me places where I wanted to go. And so Greek mythology was always a major thing in my life. I loved that at school and also Egyptian mythology. But I just love magical creatures. I love animals as well, so... That all goes together and, um, yeah, so fantastical beasts and mythology is one of my favourite things to do.
0: What other sort of genres do you like working with?
1: I'm really an advocate for equality and um, mental health is a big one for me. So, uh, you know, I think mental health is still one of those things that we don't like to talk about openly and it's still a bit of a taboo subject, so I like to work with those sorts of genres of, you know, empowering people, all people, not just women, because I find that's, that's sort of like something that's really strong at the moment is women are getting empowered a lot, but we've got trans, we've got people with mental illness, we've got all of that sort of stuff, so that empowerment, equality and working To bring all of that into the social norm is really important to me.
0: What inspires you?
1: I think I'm mostly inspired by the possibility of magic and whether that's, you know, real or inner magic. Um, I think there's magic all around us. Uh, So animals, you look at animals, they are just amazing to watch and observe and to understand and watch their patterns and how they communicate and to get on level with them. I think that's really inspiring. And, um, I find it really magical sort of like to connect with another creature that you don't speak the same language and doesn't look like you. So those things are really inspirational for me. Um, and also just, I think I'm very excited about the way that the world's turning at the moment. Um, We've got a lot of, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, the equality for, you know, trans people, all that sort of stuff, the LGBTQT, sorry, (laughs) all of that sort of stuff. We're going into this beautiful place at the moment where everybody's sort of boosting this kind of thing. So I find it so exciting and so inspiring and I'm so excited to be a part of that.
0: If you could be an animal, what animal would you like to be?
1: I think I would uh, – I'm going to say a Pegasus because I can't toss up like between a horse and um, an eagle. I do think that my spirit animal is definitely a horse. As you can see, I just draw horses all the time and they're all different kinds of horses. You know, they're pretty unicorns or they're, you know, big burly – heavy horses and all that sort of stuff. I've loved horses for my whole life and I think it would be amazing to be one of those but also to be able to fly. So Pegasus would have to be it.
0: Who inspires you?
1: Uh, There's so many people who inspire me. So um, one huge influence in my life was actually the band Kiss and I'm always a little bit embarrassed to say this because it's a bit dorky but when I first heard God Gave Rock and Roll to You, that song, the lyrics in that song just kind of boost me forward. And um, every time I sort of feel like it's too hard or, you know, I'm not getting anywhere or people aren't responding to my art or anything like that, I think about the lyrics from that. And I also find that those guides and interviews have some of the most beautiful quotes you know for instance Paul Stanley once said the question isn't why you can't do something it's why not so you know that kind of thing is always in my head like just go for it you can do it you just got to put the effort into it so I find I find them very inspiring. As an artist
0: who or what has been the greatest impact on you?
1: I'm gonna say the environment has been a huge impact on me. It all comes back to all the um, the animal artworks that I do. I'm so passionate about looking after the environment and the future of the environment. And a lot of my artworks are based around enjoyment and understanding of animals and just being able to make that connection. And I hope through my art that people can actually be inspired to move forward and look after the planet that we live on.
0: Do you um, do you have any conflict between sort of making money as an artist and, your, and being creative as an artist?
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel genuine a lot of the time to ask for money and I think there's a, a funny attitude towards art. Um, like you do it. pleasure and you love doing it so you know you don't really need to get paid for it but I think that kind of mentality has always been there for me so it's very difficult for me to ask for payment um or to ask for the correct amount so yeah it it does it, it is a bit funny it does sit in a funny place for me and it doesn't help me to feel like a genuine person
0: so you do feel a conflict there between the artist and the business person?
1: Absolutely. And the other thing is when you're artistic, you're not necessarily good with numbers. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are artistic out there who are great with numbers. But for me, that kind of thinking does not work for me, as you probably know from memory. But um, yeah, so that that's a hard part of the business artistic kind of um, merging as well.
0: Uh, also, I suppose as a business person with it, with the art, you're sometimes asked to create things that may not necessarily resonate with you as an artist. How do you sort of cope with that?
1: That can be difficult as well. So uh, I basically, I've been watching a lot of videos. I've done a TAFE course, as you know. Um, I, I get on a lot of... Um, learning portals as well, and just kind of continuously refresh myself on how to be inspired about something that doesn't necessarily inspire you. Um, So eventually, you just keep sketching, 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 coming up with every single tiny little detail you can think of. A, A word trail is a great thing. So you just write down the main word, then you write like a spider chart of words off that and just continue until you hit something. Um, and then just sketch as many ideas as you can down. And eventually, even if it doesn't resonate with you, you can actually come up with something that you're actually quite happy with. And you think, I would be happy to look at that on a billboard or I would be happy to look at that in a children's book. Yeah, it can it can get difficult, but... As long as you knuckle down and you persevere and I think another thing is you just have to not put your walls or barriers up, you just got to do it as soon as you hear about it, otherwise you're just going to lose the passion for it.
0: You mentioned children's books uh, in your answer there, now I understand you've just been illustrating a book, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, it was actually a real pleasure to work on this book. So um, it's for a company called Grace Loves Lace. They do wedding dresses, but they work around the sustainable creating of textiles and stuff like that. So the the story is based on teaching young women to um, think about where their clothes come from. So... This company, for instance, they use the offcuts of their wedding dresses to make children's occasion wear or little girls' occasion wear. So, and the other thing is that they want to help empower little girls to feel as though they can dress up but they're not just objectified. So that was two really important messages that I was very happy to work with. So that was, um, that was a really good book to work on, yeah.
0: Where is that going to be a general release or is it only through their website or
1: So the book will be given to um, every person who gets one of their children's dresses. Um so it's not going to be released as a book that you can buy, but if you buy one of the dresses you can actually get that book. So
0: Very good. Okay. So if you were going to have a dinner party and you could invite three people, real or fictional, from any point in history, who would you invite?
1: I'm going to have to think about that one. I think I would definitely invite Douglas Adams because he was one bizarre human being and I really feel like I can get on his level. Um, Just, you know, Dirk Gently's holistic detective service was great. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, all of this sort of stuff was just something that I could connect with. So I think that he would be a really interesting person to meet and have dinner with, I guess. I've always said I would want to have dinner with Leonardo da Vinci. I have so many questions for that guy. Just, you know tell us about Mona Lisa. Who is she really? Is it you? Because um, there's a rumour that it was him in females' clothing and I'm just so curious. And also, he is one of the people in history who they think may have had ADHD. So I would really like to get involved with talking about that with him. You know, just asking him a few questions and seeing if there's any... Similarities, as you know, I have ADHD and um I think that would be a really empowering experience just to speak to him and get into his brain a little bit.
0: And is there anything anyone
1: else? I would really love to have dinner with my grandmother who has passed away because she was a very interesting woman. She wasn't she was a housewife, she wasn't anything like she wasn't like an amazing artist or anything like that, but she had some incredible wartime stories that she told me about a little bit when I was a kid, but I don't remember a lot of them. And um, I think she held back on a few things. I would just really love to sit down with her over a meal and just have her tell me her life as a child in the war.
0: That's the problem is we start to lose people in our lives. We, Uh, think back and think of all the stories and you know that they may have been able to tell us if they'd still been here
1: yeah. yeah well actually my grandmother's just turned 90 my other grandmother and um i was speaking to her on the phone the other day and it just occurred to me that i would really like to hear her stories because i don't know anything about her life before my father or before she got married to my my grandfather really um even my father's life, I don't know much about her, just what people have told me about her. But I i said to her, can we sit down and have a talk about that? Because I would really love to know about you.
0: Very interesting. We're going to go through, I'm going to give you some words. Mm-hmm. And I'd like you to just give me the first thing that sort of pops in your head. It can be a sentence, a word, whatever comes to mind. No
1: worries. Okay. Art. Life, love. I th- oh, that one's a hard one. I have so many feelings on love. So, I think family for me um, and connection, passion, art, <laughs> anger, oh, explosion,
0: disappointment, grey. Red
1: Excitement Blue Beautiful Yellow Happy Music Life Life blood Yeah
0: <laughs> Books
1: I wish I read more
0: accomplishment Goals Life goals and environment Everything The core Okay. Well, thank you very much,
1: Ainsley, for being here today. Thank you for having me, Doug.
0: I'd like to thank Ainsley for her time today and for being a wonderful first guest. If you would like to hear more interviews with amazing people like Ainsley, then please click the subscribe button on your podcast provider. To check out some of Ainsley's work, follow the links on our episode page for this episode. For more information on how you can support this podcast and get bent, click on the Patreon link on the podcast episode page. Hello everyone, this is Check It Out, where we basically review music, movies, books, whatever takes our fancy in this episode. For this episode, I'd like to draw your attention to two recent releases from the boys at Home Free. If you don't know who Home Free are, they are an amazing a cappella group, vocal group whose covers of various songs, as well as their own original work, I've seen them regularly get over 1 million views on YouTube, with some of their tracks getting from 10 to 20 million views. Their YouTube channel has over 1.1 million subscribers. They've toured Australia where they appeared at the Gympie Muster. If you love great singing, check them out. Anyway, enough hype. The first track that I want to recommend to you is a cover of American Pie. Now this was done with the legend himself Mr Don McLean who of course was the original artist who sang and wrote the song and this was to celebrate the 50th anniversary's release back in 1971. It really is an amazing version. Um, If you love the original song you're going to love this Um, and if you don't know the song give it a listen because it is an incredible song. It does go for a, a fair while, it's a long song but... It is well worth listening to. Um, the other track that I wanted to recommend to you is a version done by Home Free of When a Man Loves a Woman. It features Austin Brown, who is the high tenor of the group and an amazing vocalist. And the background harmonies, the bass lines, the rhythm through from beatboxer Adam Rupp, absolutely incredible. So they're the two things that I'd like to recommend. Get a chance, if you get a chance to look at them on YouTube, please do so because they are well worth checking out. And if you get a chance to check out some of their other music, that's even better because they really do have an incredible range of music out there. Okay, that's enough this week for Check It Out. We'll catch up with you next time. And just remember, check it out. Well folks that's all we have for this episode I hope you've enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode in the future and if you'd like to support the podcast just go to the episode page and follow the links to our Patreon page any support you can offer us is really appreciated it does help keep us going just wanted to let you know what's coming up in future episodes and the next one is an interview I did with Bruce Matiski. Bruce Batiski is an Australian guitarist. He's performed all over the world and he's written and recorded classical pieces for guitar which incorporated a full orchestra. The video interview is going to be in two parts. He was just such an amazing guy to talk to that uh, it went a lot over time and so I've decided I can't leave any of it out so I'm going to do it as a two-part interview. That's coming up on the next episode of The Artistic Bent. In the meantime, health and happiness to all, and don't forget, get bent.